Today, we're looking at James chapter 2, and remember that the subject of James is practical Christian perfection. And in chapter 2, there are basically two sections. The beginning of this chapter, he speaks of having no respect of persons among the, uh, among the brothers. And then uh, later on in the chapter, he talks about being justified by works in relations with the believers. Now, in the first part, first section, let me read verse 1. He says, My brothers, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ of glory with respect of persons. Well, this certainly is a virtue of Christian perfection. If we have the faith of the glorious Lord, we should not have respect of persons. Any distinctions that existed between the rich and the poor among the Christian brothers were a shame to the Lord and to the salvation of His divine life. In verse 5, he goes on and he says, Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen the poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the, coming, uh, heirs of the kingdom which He promised to those who love Him? Well, <clears throat> we believe in the Lord for our salvation. This is very clear in the New Testament. We're saved by believing. But we love God for our overcoming so that we may receive the promised kingdom as a reward. We cannot receive the kingdom simply by believing. According to the Gospel of Matthew, the kingdom will be a reward. Receiving this reward requires that we love God. In order to receive salvation, it's adequate that we believe in the Lord. But if we would receive the reward of the kingdom, we need to love God. Now, <clears throat> um, I want to move on to the second part of this chapter, which talks about being justified by works. And we, in order to understand this, we really need to be clear about what it means to be saved in verse uh 13 and 14. 13 says, For the judgment is without mercy to him who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And then 14, What is the profit, my brothers, if anyone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? So here James uses the word save. Can that faith save him? Now, according to the clear revelation of the Bible, there will be three major judgments to come. The first, and, and this is important to understand uh, what he means by the word save in verse 14. Now, the first judgment will be the judgment at the judgment seat of Christ. This is clearly mentioned in 2 Corinthians 5.10. This judgment will be carried out in the air and it will be executed upon all the raptured and resurrected believers. That judgment will not be related to salvation or perdition. Because that judgment will concern believers, the question of salvation will have been eternally settled. That judgment will determine whether the believers will receive a reward or suffer loss. God's intention is first to give us salvation, then, if we live by God's salvation, 
we shall receive God's reward. And that is in the coming age of a thousand years to rule and reign with Christ and to enjoy the wedding feast. Now, the second major judgment is recorded in Matthew 25. This judgment will take place after the Lord comes back with the overcoming saints and destroys Antichrist and his army at Armageddon. Then the Lord Jesus will set up his throne of glory in Jerusalem. All the living Gentiles, you see, not the believers, but the Gentiles will be gathered before the Lord to be judged. As the Lord judges them, he will divide them into sheep and goats. The goats will go to the lake of fire, and the sheep will be transferred into the millennial kingdom to become the nations. 2 Timothy 4.1 says that God has appointed the Lord Jesus to judge the living and the dead. According to Matthew 25, he will judge the living at the throne of his glory at the beginning of the thousand years. That is, the living Gentiles. Now, at the end of the thousand years, there will be the third major judgment. This will be the judgment of all dead unbelievers. The judgment that will take place at the great white throne. By these three judgments, the Lord will clear up the situation among human beings. Now, in these verses... 13 and 14, James is telling us not to despise our brother. If we despise a brother, this means that we do not have mercy on him. Then, when we come before the Lord to be judged, he will not show mercy to us, because we have not shown mercy to our brother. Therefore, we need to show mercy, because, as James says, mercy triumphs over judgment. So here, James is not talking about being saved from perdition, but he's speaking about being saved from judgment at the judgment seat of Christ. To be saved from merciless judgment at the judgment seat of Christ. Um, <clears throat> now, the word save... Again, I just want to emphasize this. The word save in verse 14 is related to the judgment spoken of in verse 13, where he says, For the judgment is without mercy to him who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. According to the context in this chapter, to be saved is to be saved from judgment without mercy. The judgment mentioned in verse 13 is not the judgment at the white throne. The judgment, that judgment, at the great white throne, determines whether people will be saved or perish. The judgment in this verse is the judgment by Christ at his judgment seat in the air at the time of his coming back. After all the saints have been raptured, they will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The matter of eternal salvation will have been settled already. However, the Lord will still judge the saints according to the law of freedom, that is, according to the entire New Testament, not according to the law of Moses. This judgment will not determine our eternal salvation. Rather, it will determine whether we shall be rewarded or be judged without mercy. Um, <clears throat> now, in verse uh, 24, let me just wrap up here with verse 24. He says, You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. 
To be justified by faith is for receiving the divine life. To be justified by works is through living the divine life. Through living the divine life. So this chapter begins with having no respect of persons, and it arrives at the practical care for the necessities of the poor saints, which is the justifying work of faith. According to James' view, these virtues may be considered characteristics of practical Christian perfection.